Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 163, Ignition System Strategy. <clears throat> this one is going to be, uh, it's from a trade magazine, so it's really written for technicians. Uh, but there's, you know, some good information there. It's not that uh, technically oriented, but uh, for people that, uh, if you're interested in kind of what a technician has to go through to diagnose ignition issues or even figure out if something is an ignition issue of why either a car won't start or doesn't run well, it kind of, you know, talks through that process, so to speak. So, uh, hopefully you'll find it interesting. Uh, a couple quick commercials, so to speak. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. And if you want to check out the main homepage for the uh, podcast, it's on podbean.com. Just do a search for Brad Kyle's MotorWorks podcast. Uh, upper right-hand corner, you'll see a link on there for become a patron. I'd appreciate it if you want to help support the podcast and future training and so on and so forth. I'm asking for $5 a month. You can do less. You can do more. Uh, it can be ongoing, or you could just do it one time, and, and that's it. Uh, the biggest advantage is that you're going to open up uh, access to about 12 to 15 previous podcasts that I did where uh, if you apply the information that I uh, talk about in those podcasts, um, there's no doubt in my mind you could save yourself thousands, if maybe even tens of thousands of dollars in car repairs and, and uh, you know, hassles and whether you should necessarily purchase a ser extended service contract, things like that. So, um, you know, it, 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 I think it's worthwhile. I just made them available via uh, the subscriptions, so... Anyway, to get started on this one, uh, again, this is from a trade magazine. It's called Tech Shop. The author is Eric. It's either Garby or Garb. I'm not sure which, but hopefully I pronounced that correctly if you happen to be listening. And uh, it's a good article. It's called Ignition System Strategy. And uh, let's get started. Diagnostics are a game of thought. And just like any game, you need a good strategy to win. But that strategy can differ depending on who or what are playing with with ignition. Or who I'm sorry. Wow. But that strategy can differ depending on who or what you are playing with. Ignition system diagnostics are no different, and your strategy begins with what you are working on. Let's take a look at pre-OBD two days. In other words, they're talking about. Uh, onboard diagnostics. So this would be before any cars had any kind of onboard diagnostics. Uh, BMW specifically, that would be basically really prior to 1988. Okay, just to give you a model year idea. Okay, the advantage here from a standpoint of understanding is that cars had distributors, plugs, and wires. Regardless of what you were working on, it was more or less always the same, and your diagnostic strategy was always the same. You rolled over the monstrous oscilloscope and hooked it up. Working on one of these cars today utilizes the same strategy, but that behemoth of a scan tool is way outdated and most likely long gone. 
Today, you're going to reach for a modern diagnostic scan tool with oscilloscope functions. With no computer, trouble codes, or engine data displays, the only way to diagnose old-school ignition system problems without guesswork is by analyzing the ignition waveforms. Those cars are few and far between, and modern ignition system diagnostic strategy requires a different approach. To begin with, we have to deal with the check engine light and diagnostic trouble codes. If there's an ignition system problem and someone has brought their vehicle in for repair, there will be both guaranteed. Misfire trouble codes are some of the most common DTCs we see, which that means diagnostic trouble codes, in case you're wondering. As we all know, a misfire doesn't mean lack of spark, just lack of combustion. And while it's never safe to assume, it's a fact that the majority of time the problem is related to the ignition system. Coil-on-plug systems, the most common type in use today, also all operate in what is more or less the same manner, so we can still have a basic diagnostic strategy that applies to all vehicles, but they will differ on the control side of the system. The first step is and always will be the heart of all diagnostics, your scan tool. The importance of a scan tool cannot be understated. On today's vehicles, it's the pre-diagnosis telling you, telling you what the computer knows and which direction you need to go. It powers your diagnostic strategy, telling you which cylinder or cylinders may be experiencing a problem. And it's your final quality check, informing you without question whether you have fixed the ignition system problem. Scan tool data indicates which cylinder is misfiring, and it's a common practice to swap the spark plug and coil between two cylinders and see if the misfire moves to the other cylinder. Is this an accepted practice? Sure, we all do it, and we get a lot of information from the simple procedure. It's a great strategy. If the fifth misfire moves to the other cylinder, you just found the problem. How are you going to know? Your scan tool, of course. If the misfire doesn't move and you've already eliminated the possibility of compression, fuel, or other causes of the problem, then what's your next step? Service information. This is where you will find a description of how the ignition system works and also another invaluable tool, the wiring diagram. During this part of your strategy is when you gain an understanding of what controls the ignition, the modules that are involved, and the wiring and connections connectors, excuse me, that could be contributing to the problem. A diagnostic flowchart, also part of the service information, will take you step-by-step step through the testing procedures to check all the wiring connections and signals. At this point, as you assess the system, a visual inspection is part of your strategy, determining the, determining the presence of obvious damage such as corrosion, broken, or damaged wires. Up to this point, you've relied on your scan tool, service information, and visual inspection. The order in which you use them may vary depending on the trouble code and what you learn from the service information. Don't forget that the idea behind any good strategy means as you put all the pieces together, your progress is defined by your ability to change direction in response to what you learn about the system. In other words, a good strategy involves a calculated plan of attack with the expectation of different directions along the way. The one certain is that your scan tool will be along for the ride. So that's that one, and this is that last kind of paragraph is where it gets sometimes interesting. This is my own personal experience in talking with customers, and that um, well, the way that I price out my diagnostics, especially for like a service engine Soonlight, is 
I start off, frankly, with, well, I'm not going to give a dollar figure, and I'm, I'm really not going to give a time figure. It's, in some respects, it's a couple of hours. I'm allowing for me to do enough testing up front to where I can at least tell the customer for sure what's wrong with the car or certainly be able to tell them what's not wrong with it and that if I feel I need to do some more testing, here's why, based on the, the results I got from the tests I've already done, okay? And realize uh, you're also paying for the use of whatever equipment has to be brought to bear, just so you know that. That scan tool he's talking about can, can be anywhere from several thousand dollars to up over $10,000, depending upon how elaborate of a scan tool you have, okay? So they're not cheap. And typically, uh, on a lot of them, they, they certainly offer either monthly or maybe twice a year uh, updates, software updates for the scan tool, which are important. And some companies even actual, an actual they even offer an actual live technician, so to speak, in, in their technical support. And that's this is not just for the operation of the scan tool. Um, the one I have, they that's the they specialize in you know BMW, Volvo, Jaguar, Porsche, Mercedes, Audi. So they actually have previous dealer technicians who have chosen to stop actually working on cars and help you know shops and technicians when they're calling in uh, and they're using you know that particular piece of equipment and they're looking for actual technical help okay so of course that all costs money okay um, so there's you know costs involved and and anyway it um, you know, the reason I bring it up is is that sometimes, occasionally, when I give someone the price that I'm going to start off with, they're kind of, you know, sort of semi-freaking out a little bit. And, you know, part of what I tell them is that, look, there are shops out there that will give you some low-ball figure of whatever, 70, 80, 100 bucks. But what they're not telling you is that all they're going to do is read the codes and document it. And then based off of that, they're going to hopefully put together a a uh, plan of attack that okay we want to do this test this test this test whatever it is okay like he was talking about and then they call you up okay well these are the codes and we've already spent you know the money you authorized so now we want to do these tests and it's more money it's much more okay meanwhile the customer's going well what's wrong with my car well we haven't found that out yet so you're talking about two three four you know phone calls multiple phone calls most people are going to get frustrated with that. So personally, myself, and I would encourage you if your car is in for repairs, that you talk to them about when they give you an estimate of doing like diagnostics, especially in regards to service engine soon lights. There's nothing wrong with asking them, well, what is it you're doing? And what are you hopefully going to be able to tell me at the end of this process of the amount of money that I have authorized? Okay. And if they say, well, it's just we'll, we're going to get the, we're going to retrieve the codes and based on that maybe they're going to do a little research uh, and then they want to do more testing which means more money okay because they've given you a low ball figure um, and that's fine if you feel comfortable starting with that that's fine there's nothing wrong with it but just understand more than likely you're going to end up with multiple phone calls before they actually can tell you what's wrong with your car okay so I choose to kind of do it the other way where I want to get, uh, you know, a reasonable amount of money that allows me to do the vast majority of the testing that I might have to do 
to find out what's wrong with your car. And of course, I always give the customer a little bit of hope and say, look, this is the amount that we're going to start with. It could end up being less than this. Okay. And some people would say, well, you're just going to charge me the whole amount since it's already been authorized, regardless of the amount of time you take. No, that's not what I'm going to do. Okay. There's got to be hopefully a certain amount of trust. Okay. Um, you know, that's the way that I choose to kind of to run my shop. Um, and like I say, uh, the reason for it is I written, hopefully I only have to make one phone call and that's, here's what's wrong and this is what it's going to take to fix it. Okay. So anyway, that's just kind of food for thought, but I know that was kind of a quickie. It's not like I was, the article was trying to, uh, talk about everything that could be wrong with your ignition system. There's lots of things that can go wrong with it. Um, he is correct in that probably the most common problem is either a spark plug issue and or an, an ignition coil issue. So that that is certainly a common thing that I see certainly with BMWs. So hopefully you got something out of that. I know it was kind of a quickie. And again, uh, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And again, I'm on LinkedIn, and uh, I hope you got something out of that. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you, and thank you again.